morning, great afternoon, great night, great new year. Welcome to Moments of Mindset, the podcast. I am your host, your guide, Rodney Williams. Thank you for always tuning in. If this is your first time, welcome and I thank you. If you've been here before, thank you and I hope that you bought a friend or a group of them. You know what? It is such a blessing and it is a gift to Number one, make it into 2022. But secondly, I am sitting next to an amazing woman. I told her, well, she told her story before. She's back to tell and add to her illustrious story. Sugar Free Jello. Hello. Hello. Let's go. <laughs> How are you doing, Sugar Free E? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm doing well. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. So a lot's been going on, huh? Since the last time we nice. had a uh, uh, a Sunday session, yeah. cooking up in the kitchen. Oh, was that sugar free Sunday? Cute. That was sugar free. That was a collab. That was the first collab that I actually did. Wow, what a yeah, gift! Okay. What a gift! Here what we are a, for a continuum. Honey. You know what I mean? And so just to 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 see you after a handful of months, and I mean, what's been going on? I know you have some some more to to, to share in, to in your share. story. Yeah. Should I just light it up? Tell I mean, them what I. So this this woman is a survivor. Every time if you follow her, Sugar Free Jello on Instagram, she'll give you her YouTube. Yeah, it's the same. It's same. Sugar Free Jello, G-E-L-L-O, honey. Every single time you see her, she is asking, hey, what are we grateful for today? What are we grateful for today? No matter what the circumstances, no matter what curveballs, screwballs are thrown her way, she always bounces back that much better than she was before. So there was there was um what we would call it a a, a another chapter that that was um that you that you're having to deal with. Should I just come out and say some something happened, and she's having to pivot and really stand in her truth and manifest and she's doing it abundantly magnificent magnificently and she's going to share it okay yeah i'm nervous that's okay i haven't shared this story with many people just really my nearest and dearest i've told you a little bit but i haven't even really dove into the pool with you but um i was holding hosting a friendsgiving celebration and uh at the end of the night, like 4 a.m., I took a little tumble in a very unfortunate way, and I fell into a fire pit. Wow. Yep. And, um, gosh, I don't know how much to share or what not to share or what's really... I just remember... I remember you messaged me a couple of times. We are playing phone tag. Mm-hmm. And then when we got on the phone... Oh, I was like, I have to talk to you. Yeah, you were like, call me. And, and you know, I was like, okay. And, because, um, you know, we... That was like 911. I was like, holy, what's going on? So, when you first... T- you said it so calm, first off, to be an in, in audience. Thank y'all for being patient and giving us grace. But when you hear the story, just the calm at which she told me, mm-hmm. it blew me away. But that speaks to that strength that's inside you. Like, I know. You know? So thank you for sharing and being open to be vulnerable because I know your words and your story can help and will help. Of course. Yeah. Of course. So I um, 
<clears throat> was super scared. And let's just say that not a lot in life scares me. And I was horrified, uh, to say the least. Um, certainly post-traumatic stress disorder kicked in, yeah. which is kind of foreign to me. But I don't remember a lot of it. I kind of um, know what happened through hearsay of the people that literally pulled me out of the fire. Wow. And um I was terrified. I just in like a prelog, I am really resistant to medicine for a lot of reasons because I've healed myself through food yeah. and gratitude yeah. and uh, self-love and all those things. And it's not to say that medicine doesn't work for some people, but me and my life, it's just something that I've kind of pledged to leave by the wayside. So when this happened, it was very much a, oh shit moment. You're going to have to rely on some help here. So I was scared of that. And uh, I went to the hospital, and then I left the hospital against medical advice because, again, I was horrified. <laughs> um, they kind of told me, you have third-degree burns over a significant portion of your body. I think it was 10% of my body. Wow. And I had to be immediately transferred via ambulance to a burn center of my choice, either Galveston or the med center. And uh, I said, I'm going to go home, actually, <laughs> and kind of sit on this and think about what I want to do. And, you know, tequila flowed heavily that night. So I wanted to be in my right state of mind so that I could make the right decisions. Yeah. And um, when I got there, it was an experience like I've never had before. I was in pain in a way that is unimaginable. Like there are not, and we've talked about this, there are no words to explain the type of pain that I was in. And I have a high pain threshold and I I couldn't think straight I mean your nerves are on fire literally every part of your body's exposed and my burns were so deep that I didn't even feel the pain for quite some time wow. yeah they gave me morphine and I went home and I mean by I would say the 12th hour of the next day I was like turning green wow. just like we gotta go it's yeah. a it's beyond me now I, I need some help so when we got to the hospital, this is my favorite part of the whole story. I was scared. I had um, someone who was so near and dear to my heart. He's like a brother to me. He was there with me because, again, terrified. I was just chattering. You know, I was in pain. I was scared. Yeah. I didn't um, I didn't know how much of the situation I could control. Right. And I um, am very in control of my life and very independent. Yeah. You know, I felt I, my, the first thing I said was, y'all can go home. I'll take myself. It's fine. But really inside my inner child was like, help me, carry me, somebody. So when I got there, I went through trauma and you kind of bypass emergency and it's a different ball game. You know, I'm shaking right now talking about it. And, um, I was on my stomach. So the burns were to my backside and, um, I couldn't see them, which I think in hindsight is a blessing because it kind of helped manage my pain because I couldn't see what everyone was mm -hmm. looking at. And so many people were approaching me, you know, and they were superhuman and they were super, real and they were kind and they listened to my wishes and I told every single one of them listen to me carefully I do not want to have surgery I want to be on the most minimal amount of medicine and everyone kind of honored that but also like laughing like okay bitch we're about to shoot you up with some Dilaudid <laughs> and you're gonna have to just take this one in stride yeah. you know so I finally get into my room I think it's six hours past of excruciating pain and I made a decision while I was laying on that bed beside myself I think I turned on Frank Ocean solo mm. and I just laid there and I was just breathing all you can do is breathe yeah. you know and I made a decision in that first couple of hours to just my mantra for this experience was going to be to remain calm and reasonable and I said it a hundred times a day because I didn't ever want to be unkind no matter how much pain I was in I didn't ever want to be unreasonable about the decisions I was making or the wishes I had I yeah. wanted to stay very um, coherent and human yeah. through the scariest situation of my life. Yeah. And um, 
I got up to my room. I think it was like midnight on Saturday night. And this nurse who was incredible, she used to work as a trauma nurse in life flight. So she was highly experienced in situations like this for people who are, you know, I just kept saying to everyone, am I going to be okay? Am I going to, I, there were so many fears, Rodney, like, will I be able to walk again? You know, I've transformed my life over 18 months and I weight train seven days a week and every habit and ritual that I have is now halted. I'm paralyzed, so to speak, in a sense. And, uh, that was frightening to my core and everyone kept saying, you are going to be okay. So this woman, her name was Lynn. Shout out Lynn Dunn Burn Center. I love you, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> and she told me, this is your experience. And it is horrific. There's no other word than horrific. She said, um, it's going to get far worse than it is. Ooh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> she said, it's going to get so much worse before it gets better. But you will be okay. You will walk away from this. You will make a full recovery. And she shared with me something that was invaluable to me. She said, There is a girl that is up the hall, and she fell into a bonfire. She's been here since August 24th. And this is November 26th, 27th. And it just jolted me into instant gratitude because I was so grateful for the perspective. While I am literally laying, I can't even walk through it. I'm laying through the scariest thing I've ever been faced with. And she is telling me that, like, get your perspective in check, you know, in the gentlest, most kind way, you will make a full recovery. And day three, you know, I went into the bathroom and I remember I refused a catheter. I refused all these things because I was like, I am strong and we will walk. We are walking. Let me get on my feet, you know? And every day I was like, (laughs) it was just so great. Like the way that the staff responded to me and my, um, just strength through all of it, because I was, a victim, but I refused to be a victim, right, you know? Right. And um, we went into the bathroom. It was like the third day or something. And I was like, where is the mirror? Because there's no mirrors. And someone said to me, there's no mirrors on this floor. And that's really when I was just jolted into this reality of like, people are disfigured. You know, had that happened to me, this would be a very different conversation. This is something that's isolated to my backside. It's something that I think is actually really badass. I have like an alligator <laughs> pattern on my skin. You know, it's something we can live with. But there are people who can't walk and they're being fed through feeding tubes. And although I was in a really bad situation, I knew that it was temporary. Yeah. And they reminded me of that often. This is your lowest point. We will only go up from here. Mm-hmm. So I was in the burn unit ICU for 11 days. Wow. Yep. Wow. I know. That's amazing. You, you share with me. Thank you for sharing, not only with me, but sharing with the listeners too, because I know that there's there's perspective in that. Mm-hmm. No matter what your situation is, mm-hmm. you have a choice. You've heard me say it, and I'll continue to say it until we have a paradigm shift around the world that... You can choose to create a reality and abundance and fulfillment and success that matches your innermost desires. Absolutely. And even in the, in the worst hour, I was like, this is who I am now. Yes. Not who I want to be or who I practice and all these years of self-love and telling myself, you've got this, you've got this. I really did have it. And I really did remain calm and reasonable throughout. You know, I just, I was in wicked pain, man. I've cracked a molar in half. Like I see, I was tremoring for like seven days solid. Like I wasn't myself, but I was so in my mind, like 
this is okay. Think about how fortunate you are that I was living, that my hands were okay, my face was okay, you know? And it became, rather than this earth-shattering thing, it was just a thing that we had to get past. And I have been through so much in my life. We all have. We all find ways to, you know, overcome our, our difficulties. But this was a big wow moment of like, you got this, bitch. You know who you are. Yeah. Take a breath. We're going to be better from this. You're not just going to be okay. You're going to be stronger at the other side of this. Tell the audience and listeners about, what, what was the, the, uh, the, the bride? What was it? What's the bridement? Yeah, the bridement. Okay. So it happened almost every day, but the first day I think was the most intense one. And they're very much vocally telling you all of these things. They're telling me that, Um, When I get up to my room, I'm going to be put on ketamine, which is a dissociative, so that um, in the moment I'll be completely present and feel everything. But as time fades, it will kind of become a distant memory, which grateful for that, you know. And um, they spoke to me about what to expect in the coming hours. And you're just, you know, you're just shaken. There's no better. And so I never saw it. Again, I still haven't seen those pictures from the initial burn. um... The debridement. Yeah, what is that? So it is a process that they heavily sedate you through and you are awake standing. They put you in the shower and they pop all of the blisters and remove all of the dead tissue and skin. And um, I mean, I think she went through seven washcloths of like black soot from wow. what my skin yeah and they were you know she had a syringe in the shower like an open syringe shooting me up with fentanyl like talk about horrifying <laughs> you know i was already on dilaudid and morphine and i you're just scared to death and they said the person who's going to suffer the most through this is your your family member who's in this room because they'll never so forget it but yeah, soon you so- will be okay and i was so grateful that they built it up to be this big horrifying thing because when it was going down mind you I had a lot of assistance via drugs, but I was hesitant to them. You know, I didn't want to be on drugs, but at the same time, I needed it. Quiet, sister. And um, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. And I, I, um, I credit my breath to that. You know, just... I was with somebody who I instantly trusted, Lynn, who told me that this was temporary. And um, she talk, talked me through it and explained it. And then we did that every day for 11 days. And, 11 days. Mm-hmm. Is, that the, is 11 days like the normal? Um... I don't think there is a normal. Okay. Uh, it, becomes a, it becomes a question of pain management. Okay. So you essentially can't go out into the real world because you're so exposed. And, you know, they came in on day two. The surgeon came in at like 6, 8. You don't sleep. You never sleep. You're hooked up to every single... I have three IV lines. You're not, you're not sleeping. And the surgeon came in and, um, you know, they put like press and seal on your back. So it's like open and they just cover your shoulders and your feet or wherever you're not burned. And the surgeon comes in and evaluates it. And he's like, this is super deep. This is really bad. We're going to have to do surgery. And I was like, um, at no, uh, not happening. Not for me. Not doing it. And um, he said, okay, well, you spend another day here and then I'll be back in the morning and we'll reevaluate. And I was like, shit, I'm not going to be able to get around this. But I really, I refused the surgery for a day or two. It took me a really long time to like sign the consent forms. I probably had 16 separate conversations with different doctors and and nurses, plastic surgeons. You know, they, they gave me all the options. And this is something about me in my life, okay? I am never just going to take the first 
option that they give you. I want to know the easy route. I want to know the middle route. And I want to know the most challenging route. More likely than not, I'm going to pick the harder route. And I did that in this one too. I wanted to know all of my options. I wanted to know recovery times. You know, they were talking about taking skin from cadavers. And I think it was day three that I finally was like, there is nothing more beautiful than my own body healing my body. Mm -hmm. It's not about medicine anymore. Yeah. You know, because they talked about skin grafting. I don't know how familiar everyone is with that. I wasn't at all. But um, essentially, I was like, talk to me in food, honey. I'll just <laughs> tell you the surgeons, talk to me in a language that I understand. And yeah. so they said, we take skin from, you know, a beautiful place on your body. Typically, we do it from your legs. Those are my money makers. <laughs> so I was highly hesitant about that. And um, I chose my back against a very big medical advisement because it's far more painful. They can nerve block your legs. They can't do your back. The recovery's harder. And so they take the skin from the place of your choice or wherever it's viable, and they put it through a pasta roller, if you can imagine that. Wow. And they make the skin three times the size. And um, it kind of has these like grates in it so that the blood, it's, it's, a, it's an organ transplant, yeah. essentially. And you have to use donor blood. It has to, the skin has to lay on a pool of blood in order to like become living. And, um, yeah, they explained to me that it would be about 10 huge man handfuls of my skin, my perfect skin, to um, cover my burned areas. And I consented. And the three days following were the worst days of my life. <laughs> but we got through it. We got through it. Yeah. Yeah. Survivor. <laughs> Let's go! You know, something that was so cool was that they told me over and over and over, every single person I talked to was that nutrition was the main aid mm. in skin grafting. And I was like, ooh, I got this. <laughs> and they were like, do you? I was telling everybody I have a health food blog. I've turned my life around. And, you know, multiple people were like, you don't judge a book by its cover, but you appear to not be that healthy. And I was like, oh, hold on, honey. Let me show you something. And, you know, it was just this really human, real connection yeah. because – that made the scariest thing I've ever been through so much less scary because I was like, if nutrition is the aid that we have down pat. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. And then when you got out, you shared with me when you went back to visit, they were, what were they astonished <gasps> by? Oh you, gotta, my you, can, God. you have, you have to share that part. Okay. Well, okay. So, you don't have to, but I well, think I want it, to. I think it's it, okay. Yeah. yeah. So when I went back, I think it was two weeks after I left the hospital, I went back and, you know, you, you're very vulnerable at first. Like that's a very private part of my body that we don't just show everyone. And within 12 minutes, 27 people had seen my entire ass, you know, it was, <laughs> it was a scary thing. Yeah. And, um, so when I got to my appointment, these are people I'm very comfortable with and they were like, take your clothes off sister. Let's see what we're looking at. And they were just stunned in awe of how beautiful my healing was going and they told me in so many different ways over and over like it is such a compliment if we asked to take a picture we they told me that they'd never seen anything like it and the head of my pain management team said to me and and to my mom who was there with me they said you know we just have to reiterate how massive of an impact you had on the entire team because you did the hardest work we advised people to stay on their stomach and not roll around and you did it for 14 days you didn't waver you you did it hard you picked the hardest route <laughs> and now you will have this lifelong thing that'll be beautiful there was no i had a 97 percentile success there was nothing but just the little wow. edges that flail yeah wow i don't know 
And that's cool. the beauty. Like we talk, and that's what this my platform is the mindset. And have like really ingraining in your mind that everything is possible. Absolutely. And and you are a magnificent example of that. Thank you. Like, there were a lot of days. They were they, the days were dark. I mean, there was so much joy in them. So all of the people I loved the most rallied around me. I got the most. If I didn't know I was loved before, and trust me, I do. This was a different level of love. I mean, people sent meals, and you couldn't have flowers because you can't have living things. And I'm a flower girl, you know. Yeah. But people were sending me blankets, and just the most astonishing outpouring of love for me yeah. in this thing that I was so shameful about for a couple of days. You know, I was treating it like a sprained ankle. And on like day seven, I remember being like, I am a burn victim. This is a thing that I will live with for the rest of my life, but in triumph, mm-hmm. you know, because it is not something that has to define me, but what does define me is the way that I dealt with it. Yes. You know, I, I was stripped of all the things that keep me joyful, my well being. I couldn't go on walks in the sunshine. I couldn't see my dog. I couldn't cook. I couldn't, you know, I was worried about my content for my community. People looked at me for joy and gratitude. And I laid in that hospital bed exposed in excruciating pain. And I still found so many things to be grateful for. And I was like, this is a shift. This is the coolest thing I've ever done because you know it's weird. I haven't really told a lot of people this. I'm so glad it was me. Of all the people that were there, I'm so glad that it happened to me because I knew pretty instantly, like, I can handle this. Does that make sense? I almost tricked myself into thinking, like, this is, I just, it's that phrase, this is temporary. Yeah. You know? And I think that's with any any trials that we all go through in our lives. Like, it is temporary. You control what you can control, most of which is yourself and your mm. reactions and your mind. Yeah. And then that's it. That's it. That's it. Progress over perfection. <laughs> you know, oh take those God. little bumps in the road. And, and that's why I wanted to have you come on because, you know, at the beginning of this brand new year, 2022, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the masses, and not to lump anybody in one group, but, you know, the New Year's resolution where you make these grandiose, sure. I got to have these 20 things done in the next six months. The and pressure. By the t- yeah, there's yeah. so much pressure. But no, like... There's 365 days in the calendar year. Each day is an opportunity to be grateful, Mm -hmm. to take a bite-sized chunk out of improving Mm -hmm. on one thing. Mm -hmm. Well, it forced me to slow down. I don't. I have so many goals I do, and it's a pressure that I really thrive in. Rodney tells me all the time, calm down, take a rest day, take a minute, (laughs) you know. I'm super independent. I don't need help from anybody. I live alone. I'm happy in that. And um, I have a routine, and I was just jolted into laying flat. I was truly, I was paralyzed, and um, it was hard. But I was like, what is the universe trying to tell me here? Hmm. Take help from people and take a step down, sister. You don't Hmm. have to do it all, you know. You can... You can pause and I, I struggled with like thinking of like tragedy. Like you think of it in terms of a tragedy, you know, and I read somewhere recently in like a grief book that tragedy comes every three or four years. And I thought back so often to my sister who passed in February of last year. And I was like, damn, I, I got nine months. I got nine months of, of trying to just make it all work and get back to my joy. And then this happened. But so quickly, I'm telling you, in the first couple of hours, I was like, we have to shift this. Because this is not, this is not something that's going to hold you down. It just won't. And um, damn, I'm grateful for the foundation I've built. And people around me like you that just love on me and tell me that I'm great and that I got this. You know what that goes? 
so far, but we don't all have that. I don't think that we all have those cheerleaders, so we have to do that for ourselves. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Oh, my God. Thank you for sharing that <laughs> Thank story. You. I'm 37 days out, and I'm, like, essentially fully healed. Yeah. How, that. I mean, that's remarkable. Yeah. That shows the power of the mind, the power of the spirit. Each day you chose. Mm-hmm. This is temporary. Little things, itty bitty things like a physical therapist would come into work with me and they would be like, can you get up? And I was like, please step back. And they were just in <laughs> awe by it because if they wanted me to do three laps, I was doing six. Yes. You know, and it's it's all over time, these things that I've built up for myself. I was like, I will not lay here and be defeated. Yeah. You know, I was running out. Every day I was like, get me out of this hoe. Yeah. I want to put on my makeup. <laughs> I want to be in a dress. We have to go. Let's go. Yeah, I saw, I saw it on your stories. You did? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One thing that I, uh, actually there's two things. Number one, three things. Okay. <laughs> Thank you again for, you know, at the beginning of the year while you are freshly healing. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, I haven't really shared this. So thank you for sharing it with me. And since this is you sharing, what are your final thoughts to the audience, to the listeners, to the future listeners? Like, yo, this is just January 3rd. We're just three days in. It's 362 more to go. What would you be? What would you be? What would be your last word or last few words? Just encouraging people. Keep going, keep going. I mean, I think, you know. Gosh, it's a heavy question, Rod. <laughs> I think that we define us more than the things that happen to us. I think that we define us, and I think that. If you lay down in it and you let the darkness kind of overwhelm you, you can't see the beautiful things in life. And there was so much beauty on that fifth floor of the burn center. It was, you know, it was sad, but it was beautiful because how fortunate are we that we get to get up every single day and make those decisions for ourselves. You get to decide what kind of day you're going to have. You get to decide who you're going to love on. If you're going to love on yourself first, we have so many, you know, challenges in a day let alone a year, is January 3rd. All that I can say is that I want to get better every single day. Mm. That was the hardest part for me, was that that is just like you. We're, we're growing. We're always growing. That's our goal. I want to be better every day. I want to make more people smile today than I did yesterday. And how can I do that when I'm stuck? But yeah. when I unstuck myself, <laughs> I did it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I did it. And I'm really proud of that. And I'm just like, if I can handle that and survive that... With a smile on my face, oh my God, I'm unstoppable. Yes. And we all are. We all are. It's just uh, making that decision to do it. It's a shift. You said there's three things. What are the three things? Oh, the last thing. Well, this is something new that I started. I have all my wonderful guests. You know what my my energy comes from, my phrase. Yes. <laughs> you know, on, on the count of three, you got to give it to me. You ready? No. Yes. Are you ready? No. <laughs> are you ready? <laughs> One, two, three. What is it? Let's go. Oh, we're just let's going. I thought That's it was it. bigger than no, that. No, let's go. Okay. On the count of three. Okay. You know my catchphrase. One, two, three. Let's go. Thank you, Sugar Free E. Thank you for giving me the space to share. Yes, my pleasure. To all the listeners out there, thank you for always continuing to lock arms with me along this journey to the abundance that we've all collectively have desired in all categories of our lives. And 
I'll leave you with this. You are more than enough. You are supported at every angle. And you are loved beyond measure. Until I see you again, just keep loving on each other. Yeah. Love y'all. Stay safe.